Hello, everyone. I'm Emily Lavender, and this is the Forever Marriage Podcast. Forever Marriage exists to strengthen families by helping couples discover God's design for marriage. If you've been keeping up with the podcast, you know that we've been sharing with you some recorded conference sessions of Scott and Dawn Smith at a recent marriage conference they were the keynote speakers for. And today we want to share with you their final session. But before we do, let's recap the main points that we've heard so far. So first, the Smiths have talked about how in marriage, we are to trust in the power and strength of God and not our own. That was episode six. On episode seven, they spoke of the importance of encouraging other couples on their marital journey. And in episode 10, they talked about how in marriage, we help each other fulfill God's call on our lives. And finally, today, we share with you their last session where they explain how in marriage, we are to remind each other of the benefits of God, the benefits of walking with God. We're better together because together we remind each other of the benefits of God. I'm just going to remind myself, Dawn, we're going to remind each other of the benefits of walking with God. So if you've got your Bibles, your device, turn with me to Psalm 103. I'm going to just read the first 12 verses, and we'll close here. David says this, Bless Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget none of His benefits. Who pardons all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with loving kindness and compassion, who satisfies your years with good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagle. The Lord performs righteous deeds and judgments for all who are oppressed. He made known His ways to Moses, His acts to the sons of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in loving kindness. He will not always strive with us, nor will He keep His anger forever. He has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his loving kindness toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. So as we close, I want to remind you this. As children of God, we are prone to forget. One of the reasons that we're together is to remind one another of the benefits of God. If your marriage is like mine and Dawn's, there are times when you're at a high spiritually that your partner is at a low spiritually. There's a time when you've had a great day at work that your partner has had one of the worst days at work possible. And it's just the peaks and valley of life. You know, we've kind of made an agreement over time together is we're not going to be low at the same time, okay? We can both be high at the same time, but if you come home and you're low, I can't up you with, let me tell you how low my day was, okay? We've got some good friends that she, if she's feeling bad, if she's ill, her husband has this tendency to say, well, let me tell you how bad I feel, you know? Let me just say, If your spouse is low, let them deal in that and you be empowered and walk above it. So what are we to remind each other of? One is this, as Dawn's already talked about this weekend, is first, 
Our sins are forgiven. Let me say this. I guarantee I'm not going to ask for a show of hands. If I asked you in this room, how many in here would say, I'm a sinner because I sometimes sin? The vast majority would probably raise their hands. I would say, no, no, that's not right. No, that's not right. Biblically, as God speaks to us, you are a saint who sometimes sins. It's a world of difference. And you say, what's the big difference? That's just semantics. No, it's a world of difference. Because if you're a saint that you look throughout the New Testament, anytime Paul writes through the Ephesians, the Galatians, the Corinthians, he says to the saints at Corinth. He doesn't say to the sinners at Corinth. Now, what's the big difference? Because you have been redeemed. You, as Dawn said, are a new creation, 2 Corinthians 5.17. What's the big deal, Scott, if I call myself a sinner or a saint? The big deal is this. If you call yourself a sinner, which the enemy wants you to think of yourself as a sinner, what are you predisposed to do? To continue sinning. I should sin because I'm a sinner. No, you shouldn't. You're a saint. You're one, one redeemed of Christ, so you shouldn't talk to your spouse that way. That's not behavior. That's not language indicative of a child of God. So stop sinning. We're redeemed of that. We're forgiven of our sins. Dawn's abortion, listen, she has been washed, she has been cleaned. Come now, let us reason together. Though our sins are as scarlet, they will be washed white as snow, Isaiah says, right? Does that mean that Dawn no longer has the consequences of an abortion? No. There are times that she still feels that innately inside of her. But as she said this morning, we learn those consequences serve as a great friend, a reminder of regret of what we once were, but now who we are. You are not your sin. You are not a failure because you have had a failed divorce. Failure is an event. It's not a person. Does that make sense? Remind yourselves, speak this truth to one another. Honey, you're not that person. I love you. I accept you. I am choosing as your mate to deal with the consequences of your past. That's the beauty of forgiveness in marriage. Sometimes Dawn has had to deal with the consequences of my past that she had nothing to do with. Some of our worst arguments when I would get ferociously angry at dawn, it took us a couple of decades to realize our arguments really were not Scott and Dawn arguments. They were Scott and his mama arguments. Because things that Dawn would say to me, the way she would say them, the way she would look at me, would touch into a wound from the 1970s of how my mom used to talk to me. And my anger towards her was really anger towards my mom that was unresolved. Neil Anderson says it this way. Most of the issues in marriage are not marital issues. They're unresolved personal and spiritual conflicts from our past. So it wouldn't surprise me in a room this size. Some of your conflicts, I'm like, you're not, if, if you were in our office and we were watching you, I'd say, you're not arguing with your spouse. You're arguing with your daddy. You're arguing with your mama. You're arguing with your sister. Does that make sense? 
Remind yourselves that our sins are forgiven. Remind each other that our diseases are healed. Listen, this is the reality. As I told our group earlier, we're running out of time. We had a great friend of ours. We prayed over him, and we believed that God was going to heal him. But he still died of, of brain cancer at 18 years old. But I believe Keaton Franklin Coker is healed. He is in heaven. He is in a glorified body that is completely free of all forms of cancer. Was he healed on this side of heaven? No, not as we wanted him to be. Not as we prayed and believed that he would be. But we believe he is healed nonetheless. Our lives are redeemed. <laughs> this is the beauty of life in Jesus. I, don't, I honestly do not know how a person apart from Jesus could live with any form of hope. You've been to funerals of family, of friends, that they had no hope. They were not Christ followers, and they grieved, as Paul said, as those who have no hope. But we've been redeemed. Our stories have been redeemed. Our broken marriage, Dawn's abortion, my brokenness with my mom and dad, it's all been redeemed. And God can use it for his good now. As Dawn talked last night from Genesis 1 through 3, we see what creation was intended to be like. We see what happened with the fall. But then we see through Jesus Christ what redemption can be like. This is what it was intended to be. This is what happened. This is what we can experience in Christ. And all Donna and I are, we're not. We're just a walking representation of what redemption in Christ looks like. <laughs> Our lives are redeemed. Our God loves us. See how great a love the Father has lavished on us, 1 John 3, 1 says. He has lavished His love on us. He has lavished His love on us by sending His Son to save us from our sins. I'm telling you, look at this person beside you. You may not be able to see it right now. You may have stuff that you're still working for. But I can say this to you, and I say this I'm old enough to be many of your dad, and I'm going to just say this to you as your dad. This person sitting beside you is a gift of God's lavish love to you. You may not be experiencing that in the here and now, but it is what God intends for you to experience together as you walk this road of redemption, as you walk this road of forgiveness, as you walk this road of healing of you walk this road of acceptance and grace giving. Does that make sense? Remind each other of the benefits that we have been given in Christ. What a timely challenge from Scott and Dawn to remind each other of the benefits of walking with God. What better time is there than the Christmas season to set our hearts and minds on all that God has done for us in Christ. I want to encourage you and your spouse to open up to Psalm 103 for yourselves and set your eyes and your hearts on these truths from God's Word. Stay tuned for more episodes of the Forever Marriage Podcast.